Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft. It's, uh, it's a craft beer podcast. We talk about Cincinnati beer and we drink Cincinnati beer while we talk about it. That's basically the, that's, that's all you really need to know about the show. We just, we, we drink. It's an excuse to get out of the house and drink. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm, I'm doing important work, honey, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't believe that. Uh, we are she doesn't believe we're, that. we're we're back in Hamilton. I have done in the last like six months more shows in Hamilton than I think anybody has done in the history of Hamilton. Why wouldn't you though? I mean, why well, would you leave Hamilton? I don't understand. Well, leave Hamilton is very different if you don't live in Hamilton. <laughs> I, you keep leaving and then you come back. I, I, I so do. I do leave say? and come back. I mean. Andy Foltz, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're at the Casual Pint. This is not necessarily a Casual Pint show, though we will probably talk about Casual Pint quite a bit because there's a lot of fun things happening right now. I, when you listen to this, it will be winding down. When when does the celebration stop? When we get into the details of the, the main portion there, we don't know. We can't tell you when that's going to stop. <laughs> the, the party, it, the party never it, stops. It depends on it. It's not a Scranton party. There, there will be an end. But <laughs> it depends how much you guys drink. Yes, basically. exactly. It depends on how much gets drunk and how quickly. <laughs> we, we will get to all of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is going to be a. This is going to be all over the board. There's like three or four things that I definitely want to talk about. Especially this week, we got big news from from Warped Wing that they are yes. officially now a Cincinnati brewery. I kind of started to consider them consider them a Cincinnati brewery a while ago. Especially once they moved into Springboro, it's getting closer. And I just yeah, say, you know what? This is this is. We've been drinking the beer. Right. They're they're inching closer. I'm going to welcome them in. It's official They're, now. They they are at least as far as we're concerned here. They are a very good partner to us. They are on ninety to ninety five percent of the time, and if they're down, it's just because something blew and we're waiting on the replacement. Um, we have a lot of luck with their flavored Ermel series. Oh yeah. So right now we've got the strawberries and cream on. It's they, all of their Ermels just crush for us, and they've got a lot of other good beer too, but. You know, we went heavy with them thinking we're halfway between Cincinnati and Dayton, or, right. you know, halfway-ish, and we wanted to get a good Dayton drawl, and that's a name that people know. Um, and Tom Stover promised me some cool stuff if we did that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Tom, if you're listening, we're honoring our end of the agreement. Uh, but so is he, because, you know, we got uh, some two-year-old Whiskey Rebellion that we were able to get. Well, and bottles and that we'll, sold out pretty quickly. We'll talk about our thoughts about them coming into town in just a, a few minutes because I'm talking about cool stuff. Sorry, we're, we're going to get ahead of ourselves very yeah. quickly. We need to drink a beer first. Um, From the beer oh, fridge. that's really loud. Okay, <laughs> can you repeat that? I didn't quite catch it. <laughs> it won't be loud when people are listening to it. It'll sound normal. Like what are they talking about? Yeah. Uh, I'm so I'll, I'll start because um, yes. Uh, we need to talk about what you've got going on in your glass to a little more extent than what, what I'm going to talk about. Um, I'm drinking an Oktoberfest. Surprise, surprise, because it's Oktoberfest season. Officially, uh, August 1st is in my book when Oktoberfest season starts. So if you release your Oktoberfest in uh, July, I'm probably not going to drink it until August. 
But once August hits, I cannot stop drinking these beers. That's amazing restraint that you hold off for that whole week (laughs) that they're available. They were available for several weeks. (laughs) Um, This is Moorline's Woots. This is a new one uh, in town. So Moorline has done plenty of Oktoberfests throughout the years, like a lot of Oktoberfests actually throughout the years. Um, and and this is kind of the the rebirth of Moreline, and with those new brands, their core seasonal Oktoberfest, if that makes sense. Because I I think we're gonna see other Oktoberfests from the Logger House. I don't know that for a fact, and I could be wrong, but I, I anticipate that we'll see some other Oktoberfests. But um, this one has not competed yet this year in the Oktoberfest Quest. So I, I won't, uh, I won't, I will try to uh, restrain myself from all of my thoughts about it. But and it's good. It's, it leans into the uh, the, the fest beer side versus the Martzen side. Uh, Martzen, sorry for all you uh, German language experts. Um, it's good. It's good. It's, it's drinkable. It, it's on the lighter side for sure. Um, even color wise, it's pretty close to the one that I'm drinking. So it would definitely I mean, lean into the fest it's side a, of things. It's it's a, it's a multi logger. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, I will talk about it more. I'm I'm, I'm restraining myself. Like I said, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll hear more about it in the coming weeks. Um, probably before. No, maybe not before the end of the month. I don't know when I'll get through the whole first round. I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting close. I'm I'm inching my way through. You're doing the Lord's work there, no. <laughs> There's a lot of October. It's a, it's a rough life. Um, I I think we're at like. 20-ish packaged local Oktoberfest this year. Um, Ish. I have to to double check the list to see for sure. Well, and it's hard to say because they all release at different times. Even though they start in July, there's still some that are going to be coming out into September. Yeah. Yeah. um, How how do you do that with your with your rankings, I mean, I have to, they, do they like get a play-in game? Like um, these are the play-in games. No, and then the, the first the first round. Sometimes parts of the second round are going on at the same time that parts of the first round are going on. If that makes sense, I don't finish the entire first. So it's it's, it's a bracket, like yeah. any kind of, of tournament that you guys have seen. Um, and the way I, I I anticipate the ones that are going to be released last. Sometimes those, by the very nature of it, just get paired up together because they're sure. they're both released late. Um, that part of the bracket has to wait until <laughs> until everything is released. So um, the the other part of the bracket may be continuing on into the second round before the entire first round is done. Yeah, I I would like to see you take over the NCAA tournament one year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I would be I'm very intrigued by yeah. the timing of everything there it'd be like you know one side's in the final four the other side okay we're gonna get started now i don't i don't know if you can quite get to the the final well you in theory you could if one side side of the bracket yeah (laughs) and the justification i'm sure would be because the east coast is ahead of the west coast time wise yeah i mean yeah they should be in the final time zones it's it's complicated (laughs) Um, so what are you drinking i am drinking the jalapeno strawberry record hop from sonder i didn't know this beer even existed I think this is something that we're getting kind of special because of all the stuff that's going on this week. Uh, Wayne is my contact at Sonder, and he always does a good job taking care of us. And uh, this was something that he and I had talked about for several weeks and decided that this week, this is the the casual pint. We're celebrating our second anniversary this week. And 
this was one of those special beers when i told him you know i want something cool from you guys on this was what he this is what he went with so um, i'm tasting it you can definitely get the jalapeno but the strawberry is much more in the four so it's not spicy at all i think it's delicious um i i was blown away because pepper beers can be very off-putting and i like some and some i don't well and it's it's almost to me it's easier to take if you're going to do strawberry jalapeno to throw it in you know voss or something like that where you don't have to compete with a lot of other mm-hmm. things too um to sure. throw it in there with record hop i think it's it's fun and you still do get around at least i'm still getting some of that ipa bitterness on the back end right so uh, it's they they really nailed it um but that's no surprise saunder does such a wonderful job there uh, you know we sell we move a lot of their beer here yeah and um, when if we don't have it up people are coming and asking for it so uh, but if if anybody's listening and this beer's still up come and grab it because it's unique and it's not something that you're going to get on the shelf. It's not something you're going to go yeah, get at Kroger. Again, I've, I've never even heard of it before, you yeah. know, today. So I don't, I don't no, know how how widespread it is at all. Um, I don't even know if it's on. I, I don't think it's on in the tap room. I don't think you can go to Sonder and get it. I don't know. Is is that on at the tap room? Huh? The the strawberry jalapeno is that on at the tap room? Yes. Okay. It so is. you can get it here corrected. and at Sonder. <laughs> That's it. So. Uh, as far as I know. So, so before we dive into to Warped Wing and some of the other things I want to talk about, let's let's talk about what's happening here this okay. week. So second anniversary. Yes. Um, you guys survived COVID. <laughs> you made it. So far. Well, knock on wood. Yeah. So I mean, far. I guess COVID's uh, not over, guys. Yeah. Um, I cannot say enough nice things about Hamilton. The city stepped up in a big way to help all the businesses down here, not just us. We know the, the the central Hamilton business community knows that we have to rely on each other. That uh, we say it all the time. Jim over at Municipal says it all the time. A rising tide lifts all ships, and that's kind of the avenue we took down here. The city was giving out, or not giving out, but they were doing gift cards to make sure that people were able to come in during the early parts of the shutdown. And I can't say enough about that, nor from the the people that live here. Well, I think that, you know, during during COVID, watching how Hamilton embraced the, the Dora and what that mm-hmm. how how that enabled businesses to adapt and, and still invite people into Hamilton to, to have a beer without having to, you know, be sitting inside somewhere. The other Any- other cities watching how Hamilton did that has changed how other people have thought about Doras and and how how they can embrace their little uh, community the yeah. way Hamilton did it. We I got a call eh, two three months ago from another Cincinnati neighborhood from their their city manager city administrator whatever the title is there asking me how we handled the Dora up here and what the rules were and we went we went back and forth for a little bit. I don't know if they're fully into their Dora yet, but other people are definitely picking up on what's happening here. And what's happening here is a wonderful thing. It really is. We, we talked about it pretty in depth. Uh, volume seven, episode 14, you guys can go back and listen to kind of, 
um, what this place is all about and how how Hamilton factors into that because there are so many there are a lot of places in the world that are similar to this. Yes. That don't do as well as you guys do here <laughs> because of because of lots of factors, but I think yeah. the biggest one is the city itself and the way the city embraces places like this and 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 what it means to places around it and you know it, it, is the, you know, died in the bluegrass Kentucky boy, born and raised. I feel very at home here, <laughs> and I, I just I won't I make it. any Hamiltucky references. Uh, as somebody that lives well, in Fairfield, if you guys, if you, anybody that lives in this Fairfield, area understands you mean, the no, uh, <laughs> fair, you mean South Hamilton? No, yes, no, South Hamilton. There is no Fairfield. Dear God, South dear God, uh, but. It's really the people, and I don't, I mean, the people that come in to this place, the people we see around town, Mandy and I hang out down here. You know, it's not just a place that we work. It's a place we come, we bring the kids. It's not, you know, it's not all adult entertainment centered. There's A lot of this is very family friendly. Like the kids for, come and play Singo at Municipal. For anybody that's listening that doesn't know who Mandy is, she's your significant other, your fiance. Yeah, that fancy word. Um, <laughs> I just like saying it. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll we'll go on from there. But the the big thing is, like I said, it's just a fun place. There's a lot of things that are happening. That, uh, Billy Yanks just opened up this last yeah. week, so I've already I'm already getting reports that their food's excellent. The signs just went up at Hamilton's Urban Backyard this yes, week too. The hub is set for sometime this fall Ish. I don't want to I don't want to give a date because I know how that works I haven't done this uh, but Jeff's got a cool concept over there that's going to be fun there's going to be entertainment there's going to be you know food trucks all the time uh, but what he, does he's focusing on local beers as well so what does him. you know when 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 you look back at the last year so year one versus you know year two when you look at the last year how does all of that factor into how you plan a celebration for a second anniversary that's uh, that's a good question part of what you do as a beer buyer is forecast right and you try to forecast year over year and you try to forecast based on trends and this last 18 months and I talk about this with the beer reps that come in all the time the last 18 months has just thrown everything out of whack it's so hard to say something will sell well one week and the next week it doesn't something that sold well last year doesn't necessarily move this year it's the same season and it's the same beer and it's the same quality Uh, it's been very difficult to predict. Right. That's the biggest thing is it's not just uncertainty with it's not just uncertainty with what the consumer wants. You don't know who's coming because they may not have come out last year because of COVID. Right. Um, or they came out last year and they're bored with what you did last year and they want to do something this year. There's all kinds of supply chain 
problems and it's across the board it's not like it's just the beer industry it's happening with construction it happens with uh groceries you name it uh you know people having a hard time finding the warehouse workers to load the trucks they're having a hard time keeping the truck drivers uh, you better turn that down you're gonna get a glare uh, so it's not video nobody knows what you're talking about yeah <laughs> Uh, somebody put a spotlight on my bald head, and <laughs> I think it caused a car wreck out there on <laughs> riverfront. Anyway, uh, yeah, there's just all kinds of supply chain problems. We we seem to experience it more with the kitchen right. than we do with the beer. And I don't know if that's because we deal with so many independents who have their own vans, their own trucks, right. and can, you know, can make things happen. Uh, but it is... I'm curious i mean we we've we've heard about you know like aluminum shortages and all kinds of things that we've we you know growlers even when when you know covid first started and people couldn't get growlers all of a sudden because everybody had to start selling growlers uh and you, you would hear about it locally and you'd see people oh we're gonna fill whatever we can you got a milk jug we'll fill a milk jug we don't care i <laughs> always like, said gas can. Know, <laughs> i'll fill a gas can i want your money we 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 could see some of that locally uh, I'm curious, like, if you could sit down at a table with some of those big guys, you know, the Buds or Millers or Coors or whoever they are, um, and really hear how how that affected that. Because we didn't, as far as I know, the price of Budweiser didn't change. The availability of Budweiser didn't change. The availability of some of those domestics is actually problematic right now. Is it? Yes. Um, and this is things that don't necessarily directly affect me but that i hear from i'm just curious uh, about from it. some of the distributors that and i don't want to go into you don't specifics. have a lot of bud drinkers here <laughs> uh, we actually <laughs> let me rephrase that you probably have a lot of bud drinkers here that uh don't drink bud while they're no, here <laughs> we, we do offer a few domestics in the 16 you, ounce aluminum bottles you offer a lot of domestics because they're made around the freaking corner <laughs> i hate the word domestic All i right. hate it <laughs> We offer a lot of macro. Macro soul-sucking beers. Sure. <laughs> and, and the reason for that is... Unless if, you want to sponsor the show, Budweiser, then uh, we love you. If you have six people walk in and five are craft drinkers and one right. says, I only drink Miller Lite, I just lost six people. Right. If I have five Miller drinkers and one craft drinker, craft drinker will stay. Even at a Miller, you know, at a... Right. At a macro right. oriented bar so i found it was better to have those handy and keep everybody here and right. try to make everybody happy so we do have a few of those bottles and so i do deal with those distributors right. and yeah they they have had some supply side problems that are causing shortages of certain of the what you'd consider the big beers right. that you see in every grocery store because they can't get caps or they can't get bottles or whatever it is and so you know when you go to your favorite place to pick up such beer especially coming up on labor day you know big barbecue backyard kind of holiday right you might not be able to get exactly what you want i'm not saying you won't be able to get budweiser right. you just might not be able to get it in a 12 ounce bottle if that's what you want and i'm just using that as an example that's not anything that i've I don't think you're going to start any kind of frenzy with all of our uh, listeners. Well, I, but I also want to make clear that I'm just using an right. example and not 
you know, talking out of turn, but but these are problems that all distributors or that I'm talking to, all distributors are having or hearing from the breweries that they represent. They're all having some kind of but supply side issue. Everybody's right now. going through some kind of issue like that. It's yeah. like uh, maybe the um, things are definitely better. Uh, I shouldn't even say that. Things feel better. No, no, that things feel different now mm-hmm. than they did um, when we were in the middle of COVID with the shutdowns and all of that. Things, things, things feel, things feel better. I think they feel better. <laughs> things feel more positive. <laughs> um, with all of with that in mind, though, with this year, with um, the the positivity of being able to to look ahead and see, you see better days ahead versus what is behind us now. Does that does that change the way? Like when you when you say, "Hey, it's it's our second anniversary." Does that does that change the way you say we need to figure? We need to figure out a way to really celebrate the fact that not only are we still here, but that the next the next two years ahead of us are going to look a lot different than the two years that are behind us. That they are. For that a lot of are. reasons. For a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, we planned this. I, I guess the best way to answer that is we planned our week as business as usual like we're not restricted by any governmental agencies so we're going to do what we would have done if there were no COVID right Um, that's how we have to operate right now and try to capitalize on because you don't know if there's something else coming or if people are just going to hold up this winter and hibernate Uh, we kind of did that last year especially post Christmas right so yeah we just said we're gonna do what we would normally do and so we've got you know there's a comedy show tonight there's live music for tomorrow night there's live music on Sunday uh, two bands well Sunday. I mean so we're just we're throwing there's, it a, all there's out there. a show tonight it's it's Wayne so comedy is loose no there's other people term. here oh okay yeah, good, it's not good, just good, me. Good, he's just good. the host yeah. so uh, anyway see if he listens to the show hell's bells i'll be here if something worse comes to worse i'll get up there and start telling stories um some of i can call my four-year-old my four-year-old is really good at telling jokes now yeah he would tell me (laughs) why did the chicken cross the road it's always the same answer (laughs) there's a lot to be said for consistency no it's really hard to keep laughing at the same joke over and over and over well, you don't. You don't. You, you, you have to. I have to don't. encourage her. I have to encourage her. You, you encourage the joke, but you also got to encourage the creativity. Come up with another joke. Yeah, but then she gets angry at me that I didn't laugh at the joke. She's She's, four. she's really cute. She's really cute. It's hard. <laughs> she is. I'll give you that. Uh, so talk about some of the things that you guys you t- you talked about the comedy show yeah, we tonight. Talked about the comedy show. We got music coming up. All of this. All of those. Well, Comedy show happened. If you're right. listening to this, <laughs> you and, missed it. And at least some of the music did. We've got several different bands. Um, Talk about the beer. Okay, so tonight for the comedy show, we've got three Sonder beers. The strawberry jalapeno is probably the the most rare, and then we've got a you betcha, and we've got a rally cap. This pretty solid. Country Boy is a big sponsor for us at the pint. Country Boy 
gives us a lot of support in terms of like our umbrellas for our outside area just a lot of different things to decorate they're they're very good partners for us and so they they get our anniversary every week right last year we did 12 country boy taps and we tried to keep that from tuesday through sunday and it was fun (laughs) and it was also a fucking nightmare trying to keep 12 taps of the same stuff we were running back and forth with the distributor we were trying ohio eagle we were trying to get every day new kegs this blue that blue it was hard for them to keep up it was hard for us to keep track of what was where it was just a just a nightmare to keep track of i will say this hamilton you guys love love the country boy Oktoberfest because <laughs> we couldn't keep that one. so this year i decided we're still going to give them 12 but we're not going to give them 12 taps we're going to give them 12 beers on four taps the four taps, we're starting with some of their kind of core beers, the Cougar Bait, the Shotgun Wedding, the Cliff Jumper IPA, and the Super Premium Lager. When those blow, whichever lucky customer is the last one that gets that one to pop, they get to call the next keg. I thought that was kind of cool. As somebody that does this day in and day out, I get to pick what keg yeah. goes on all the time. Not a big deal to me, but I know that when I was on the other side of the bar, before I was doing this kind of stuff, if somebody took a suggestion from me and put something, oh, that was my beer, you know? And I was so proud. I thought I was so cool that I got to say, you know, that I said, I'll put this on, and they did. Whether it had anything to do with me or not, (laughs) you know. But I think there's a lot of people that are like that. So we have a, a list of other beers, some of which are extremely rare at least in ohio like their coconut heffy right things like that that you know oh that sounds good yeah <laughs> i don't know yet somebody needs to kick one of these kegs so we can find out but you get to call it you get to pick we've got eight more in the back and you get to pick you want you like the lemonade lager well guess what here's your chance right and that's why i say we don't know when the celebration ends because it depends on when the last right one kicks before we can tell uh, everybody that kicks a beer also is going to get a like a swag bag. It's actually a bucket, but a swag bucket from Country Boy for their stuff. And That's cool. We're going to enter you in a um, in a drawing, and somebody's going to get to go down and tour the facility. Uh, Country Boy is going to hook you up and let you come down and party with them for a day. And, and I don't know if you know any of these guys at Country Boy. I've heard some rumors that they can party. <laughs> it ain't a rumor. Uh, I, I'm pretty comfortable saying it ain't a rumor. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like funny to have a good time because you know, Country Boy as a as a brand and as 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 people, um, and this is not a a dig at, at at Hamilton and the country thing again, you know. But it really does resonate here in Hamilton with people that um, have some kind of a. Uh, I mean, Hamilton itself is a a. a it's a city. I mean, it's, it, there's a downtown area. It is me, me, metropolitan-ish. And then you go just a little bit outside of Hamilton, and there are very rural areas. You know, sure. the people have, 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 have livestock and all kinds of stuff going on. It's, it's, it's a very, like, country city, if that makes sense. <laughs> It's, you know, it's Hamilton, guys. <laughs> I, I like, well, I refer to myself as Kendleton because I started in Kentucky. Right, right, right. But 
you get you get a lot of walks of life in Hamilton, which is awesome. <laughs> the the branding of country boy, I think, resonates very well in this area. Um, well, and and Hamilton and Middletown both have a very strong Appalachian history, a very right. strong tie to the Eastern Kentucky region. So yeah, I would say they definitely resonate a little bit, but also it makes a pretty solid beer. So yeah. You know, and that at the end of the day, you can have the best marketing in the world and all that, and it'll it'll get you somewhere. But you got to put some kind of quality in there. <laughs> I should. Uh-huh. I can I can name a few names. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's not do that though. Let's not do. That. <laughs> let's no. let's instead talk about a brewery that I love, uh, Warped Wing. Cool. So the news finally came out this week that mm-hmm. they are moving into Mason. Yes. Uh, expanding into Mason. Not moving. Moving is not the right word. They're expanding into Mason um, after a year where they expanded into Springboro. They are expanding south slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. Um, Cincinnati was always a big part of, I think, who they were even you know they're Dayton through and through they're a Dayton brewery mm-hmm. um, but from from pretty much day one they were sending their beer down here for us to enjoy and to see them finally kind of uh, embracing that side of who they are to me is really really exciting I am really excited that where they're going to be because I think that that's a cool spot and I also think that the way they've done their other locations, that they will succeed there. I think so, too. I, so right. there's been talk online when, when people read the news and comment on it. Uh, <laughs> I've heard people say that, well, that location's cursed. Nobody no. can survive there. That's no. that's a horrible spot. So It's not a horrible spot. We need, we need to talk about the places that haven't survived there. There's been two businesses right. that were there. The first one was Brazenhead which was maybe ahead of its time as far as like an Irish pub concept. So the building itself that they're moving into was built in Ireland. I don't know if you know this whole story. The actual building was built in Ireland, shipped across the ocean and assembled in Mace. (laughs) This this guy was, was nuts about the idea of doing a traditional Irish pub. Um, At the time, I don't think that Mason was uh, ready for non-chain things, uh, it it struggled a little bit to the point that they completely they they shut down for a little bit, pulled out the entire management structure, brought in new people, were revamping the menu and all of that, doing a couple remodel things to make it uh, fit into kind of what what people wanted. Um, and then the owner dies. This, 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 he, was, he was old, and, and he, he died, and the family didn't want to sure. be in the restaurant business. So they shut it down and just closed it. It wasn't like it... I mean, it it, I guess it kind of failed, but it didn't fail. Right. It, it, didn't get its, it didn't get its full shot yet. So then Basil's moves in, mm-hmm. and 2020 happened, you guys. Right. right. <laughs> Any place that closed in 2020 did not fail... I shouldn't say any. There were places that were that were closing, well, it, whether that happened or not. But. Right. And, and there's a lot to be said for that. Not every business that died because of COVID has finished dying yet. That's true. Uh, you might you might see some fallout for that for another year, two years, maybe even three, because it's going to be it's it's not that you're not 
cutting it. It's that it's eaten all your reserves. Right. It's that it's taken your workforce. It's that it drove your customers into hiding, and some of them just aren't going to come back. Right. There's a small percentage, and if that's your customer base... Or a small hiccup happens in something, and you, you don't have that... Uh, that ability to ride that that right. little wave now it, it, you know people say oh there was this you know the government did this and they put out these not everybody qualified for that right. not everybody was able to get these things and you know and there's also some people that chose not to for whatever reason and that's their choice but yeah not everybody that failed failed because of something they did in the last year and and i don't think we're done seeing that yet I don't either. Uh, I think within Cincinnati's brewing industry, we're we're pretty good. I, ca- I can't guarantee we won't see some kind of fallout still from that. But again, I think yeah. that I, th- I, I, th- I I'm not privy to anybody's finances, so I'm not going to say everybody's going to make it. I'm not going to say nobody's going to make it. I'm sure it's somewhere in between. But um, I can tell you that everybody was affected. Oh yeah! Oh Everybody yeah! Everybody was affected. Um, it it does me good to go back to these places and see my friends back at work and back doing what they they should be doing, what they want to be doing, what they love doing. Um, but even then, even like when we were over doing the big sis, yeah, you can hear the scars. Oh yeah, and. Like I said, and, and that might be why someplace has died because not because of the finances, but because it just sapped the energy. Does that does that make a place like Warped Wing coming in and coming into Cincinnati? Does it make it? Does that take away from the fact that they're coming? Would you have rather seen? Because I mean, no. there were there were other local business. Like, Matry wanted the space. I don't I, know if I'm supposed to say that, but they they, they, they uh, um, I, it doesn't matter to me. If it would have been Matry, I would have been excited too. It's the embracing of the entrepreneurial spirit. It's the embracing of we're going to expand. It's that joy de vie, joy de vie uh, attitude that was present for so long in the brewing industry and I think that that's what's coming to the fore whether it was Mantree or Warped Wing or anybody else it doesn't matter it's just somebody stepping up saying you know what fuck COVID we're growing and I I applaud that is there is there a a, a, where is that dividing line for you because like I I think that sometimes we see and this 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 is not saying anything about Warped Wing I I, I love Warped Wing I think it's going to be fantastic to have them in town but um Historically speaking, um, big beer has used um, bad situations or leveraged the size of who they are, um, their 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 influence on certain places to to grow and to take over places and to move into new places or whatever it may be. So we we i think we can all agree everybody that's listening to this can agree that that sucks and we yes. don't we don't like that no where is that that line cuz i it well, feels it feels good when you see warped wing right. move in and start making beer here does it feel good if uh 
I don't if Yingling right, look, if Yingling well, stuff, you know I, actually the example I was going to use is platform. Great example. Okay, because that's another bit uh, brewery that I do a lot of business with personally, and I like the people that I know that are associated with platform. They've always been good to us. Right. They put out some quality stuff. So if it was platform instead of warp wing, would I have been mad? No. Hmm. I think I would. You, I think you're not mad. Mad's not the right word. Not not as excited. It would, it would not feel as good as it does seeing warp wing. And I understand that. Um, If they would have opened it and said, Hey, we're in a B tap room. Yeah. I wouldn't have cared for that. Right. Uh, but, you know, when I look at platform, I guess I still see the people that were there before and yeah. are still there. Yeah. And that's who I'm talking to weekly, what have you. So I'm not as, I'm still looking at it like, hey, this is, this is Nick's brewery. Not, right. You know, not ABs. Well, that's why I, I hate. And I guess that's the difference. I hate pulling Warped Wing into that conversation. It sure. just got my brain working because it is, it is two very different things. Yeah, I, it is. Um, yeah. On kind of a similar topic, but maybe maybe more appropriate. You know, when you when you see um, breweries moving into cities, be it North High or Brewdog or mm-hmm. whoever it may be, that comes in builds a tap room that everybody thinks is a brewery that is not really a brewery. It's just a tap room, just a a, a shell to mm-hmm. uh, um, sell some beer in a in a new city. How does, how is that different for you versus a place like like Warped Wing, where so far all of their places are making beer where they're selling the beer, or does it? D- does that bother you at all? Well, we have an example here in Hamilton. Uh, so far, yeah. So far, but the intention is to make beer there, <laughs> right? And and COVID happened, right? Right, I get it. Um, we're, we're talking about fretboard. They're fretboard right, right across house, the river. Which, um, amazing place. Best views in the city on the rooftop over there. Uh, can't speak highly enough about the food, so please, nobody take this as right. a knock on them. Love fretboard. Uh, but when you're talking about that, is it the same? Not necessarily. It's not the same. It's... Um, Why? Like why does that? Why does the? Because it because it never <laughs> smells like beer. When you walk into a brewery, you know they've been brewing that day. Yeah, but either does when you walk into Mad Tree, it doesn't smell like beer because it's True. it's blocked off from the tap room. There are some places that don't it don't have that. There's some there's some tap rooms in town that still don't have that that industrial. You walk in, oh, you're brewing today. You're brewing right now. I can it's, smell that. It's not just the smell. It's the smell. It's the feel. It's you can see the tanks. You know they're not there just for show. Uh, at Mantree, yeah. you can still walk up to the window and see those massive tanks there and know you're in a brewery. Uh, I think there is a there's something about when the beer is brewed there. There's a pride that people take in the beer and in the place that even. I'm not saying we don't take pride in our place, but we don't necessarily take pride in that beer the same way. I think that's here. a great point. That we keep municipal on tap. 
even though they're 500 feet from us, mm-hmm. even though we are both staring at municipal. The reason is they're great neighbors. They're just phenomenal neighbors for us. Yeah. We're open some hours. They're not. Whatever. You can always get a municipal beer when somebody's open down here. We only have the one, of course. They've got all of them. But as much as we think the world of them, and they've been just fantastic to be next to, we don't take the same pride in their beer that they do. Right. So to me, if you're North High in Hyde Park, where you're just getting beer shipped to you. Right. You know, and I haven't worked there, so I can't say for sure, but I'm going to guess that's pretty similar. Well, I, I think it's it's almost a, a, a word of warning, too, for, for breweries as they grow and as tap rooms grow. It, it, Stay true to who Mad, you are. Again, Madtree is a great example of this because when you walk into Madtree, uh, the, the bar staff is phenomenal. And, like, you do feel that, you still feel that connection, even though it would be easy. Easy is probably not. It would be easy to uh, to have have staff in there that just didn't give two shits that the beer was made, you know, right across well, the other side of that room. But yeah, that's a bad example for that because that doesn't that's not the man tree. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's, I just don't think you would be able to work there if that's how you felt, you know, because man tree is very. But the but that's what I'm saying. Like the culture of yeah. what mad tree is could have changed. When, especially when they moved to 2.0 and that well, connection and, did shift and a little bit. Depending on who you talk to, they'll tell you it did. It, the culture in, yeah. the, in the tap room, sure. But you know, it's not as intimate. But uh, that 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 feeling that we're talking about that that pride of things, I think, is what makes it still feel good. Like that's the the right. the things that we lost with 1.0 to 2.0 that the the pride behind stuff is is not one of those things no, and I, no. I think it's again i think it's a word of warning to breweries as they do grow that keeping maybe not that that same feeling in your tap room like the the feeling of a tap room can change as you grow and tap rooms can shift and get get nicer and you can get food and shift into a brew pub or whatever you want to do but if that 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 pride behind the bar and that 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 culture thing Ownership. If if that doesn't if that doesn't stay, people aren't going to feel the same way about your brewery. I, as they did I think before. it's ownership. When you sit there, and I can tell you from a lot of the breweries that I've been to, who has taken ownership of being a part of a brewery, and there's a few that don't. And, right. You know that's true in any business, I guess. But I think that's what we're getting at there is that in, in Mad Tree is because that's the example. Right. They are very, very good at bringing in people or retaining people who take that ownership. So going back to what originally started the conversations, <laughs> somehow we drifted, um, Warped Wing. Mm-hmm. Do you think they are? I think they're uh, pretty good at finding <laughs> people to take ownership. Do you think it's difficult? So, I mean, they, they've expanded a lot yes. in the last year, you know, to opening these two different locations mm-hmm. um, that are not around the corner from your original spot. Do you think they're running the risk of, of, of that culture kind of taking a hit when they're sure. trying to, especially a Mason, Mason is soul sucking in, in the very nature of what Mason can be. It's, but but it's, if there's <laughs> any place in Mason that's got soul, it's that building. That's true. <laughs> so it's a risk certainly, but 
you know, what in business isn't a risk? Right. So, you know, do I have, I, I can't say no, no risk at all, but I can definitely say that I have confidence in Warp Wing to bring in their people that have that ownership or be able to cultivate that sense of ownership, one or the other. Um, they're, when you visit their tap room in Dayton, it, it's, it hits you before you even walk in, right. I think. Um, it's a wonderful tap room. I, I really have enjoyed every time I've been up there. Um, sadly, I haven't made it to Springboro yet. I love it there. Um, I'm, I'm normally in that bar stool, nose deep in a spreadsheet, <laughs> you know, for most of the day. And then when I'm not there, I'm usually uh, buried under dogs on my couch. Uh, so um, that's... For the record, laptops work at, uh, at Warped Wing Springboro. Just, just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back, guys. <laughs> it's research. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to do that a little more, <laughs> as you well know. You've seen me out in the wild once or twice here lately. So. Uh, if we can shift gears again just yes. a, a little bit. Uh, I, I, I don't want people to think that I'm at all comparing Warped Wing to North High or to AB, for the love of God. <laughs> I, I am thrilled to see Warped Wing coming into Cincinnati. And I uh, I can personally say I immediately am considering them a Cincinnati brewery. I have for a while. Um, they were a big part of what started. So I don't know if everybody realizes I've started kind of writing about Dayton beer. It's mm-hmm. just kind of hidden yeah. away on the website. I, I haven't been, you know, putting it out there loudly yet. Um, they were a big part of what kind of started making me think that that needs to happen on my website. And, Clearly, I'm I'm a, I'm a Warped Wing fan. Sure, so am I. So um, am I. And like I said, that, that's an awesome tap room. There are several awesome tap rooms up in Dayton. Oh yeah, uh, and it's definitely worth the the trip. You know, from here it's half an hour. That's the thing. It's it, it's, it's not that. It's far. so close to what what's going on here, especially if you're in Hamilton or Middletown or any one of those places. It's right. it's right there. It's it's. Yeah. It's a neighborhood of Cincinnati, Dayton. All the all the Dayton beer geeks will love that one. Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Res- resistance is futile, kids. <laughs> let's let's look bigger picture as we wrap things up here. Um, what are you excited about in Cincinnati beer right now? And what are you maybe not excited about in Cincinnati beer right now? Um, can I name names? Absolutely. Awesome. I'm going to throw this one out there. Esoteric has been putting out some amazing beers. I can't get excited enough about Kalima. For one, it's fun to say. Mm-hmm. For two, I put that up there as the best coffee See, I hear it going. is Kalima. Exactly, you know, uh, and that's how yeah. I ordered it when I was down there because I'm a giant tool. Shout out tool. to the Indiana Jones uh, fans yeah, is what I'm, I'm thinking. I'm a giant tool, so I did that. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I have been impressed with them since they came up here. They brought us samples, everything was solid or better and and then they brought us down i think that they're progressing very smartly yeah i think they're i think they're going to be which is really hard to do yes. <laughs> especially but, coming out of this 2020 but they're, shit but their finance guys coming from png and he did it there and, and he he's got it down and I just, I got to give a shout out to Juice. He's taken real good care of me personally, real good care of us here at the Pint. And I have been real excited every time they turn up. So I really want to 
you know, for, that's something that's newer right. because, right. you know, they were one of those like Rebel Metal that kind of came out during the pandemic and didn't get quite the hype maybe right. that, um, that a lot of places normally did or that places used to. So, I, yeah, they definitely excite me. Do you think that's... Do you think that's because of, you know, the pandemic and everything that we've gone through? Or do you think, think it's, it's just a, a progression of I, th- I think it's a little bit of both. But I mean they're they're they don't have a tap room. They've got a, a lounge. Yeah. And it's beautiful. When I walked in, I felt underdressed. But it's it's fun when you see places like that opening up that really do find their own way to do it. That's hard, oh, yes. to, especially in a city yes. like Cincinnati, where we've got so many breweries with they're, so many tap rooms. Beautiful to, building to find a new way to say, "Here's our idea of what a tap room should be." It would not have surprised me in the least if Frank Sinatra had been sitting in the corner when I walked in. It was it, it just it blew me right. away. I loved the feel, uh, just. Like I said, I felt underdressed. I felt like it was way too classy for a schlub like me. <laughs> uh, but, you know. Right. So. Um, what about the flip side? Is there anything that. Yeah, this is not a name. This is a trend. You, you can name names no, if you no, want. No, 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 no. This is a trend. <laughs> I'll just bleep it if I have to. No, no, no. This is a, this is a trend that I'm I'm seeing, and I don't know if it's just here, because I'm here and I run the numbers here and everything. But I'm seeing much slower sales on sour beers. Yeah. And that, I like sour beers, so I don't like that trend. Right. Uh, I think I, I have a theory as to why. Do you think that that, and I'll get to your theory here, but do you think that because, you know, because people aren't just, you know, knocking back sours maybe the way that they were, do you think it opens the door for better sours and maybe the things that people are focusing their intention on being something that, uh, uh, nope. what's your theory? <laughs> I was going to say, it goes right back to my theory. My theory is that people that, a lot of people that liked sours or drank sours were people that didn't like did beer. like beer and beer flavor mm-hmm. and they have more options now with seltzers and the ready to drink cocktails and things like that or even even lagers i think a lot of people that maybe didn't love what craft beer was doing uh found found sours in a way that they were uh, uh not as 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 beer like I'm, I'm making air quotes for those of you that are you know, mm-hmm. not standing in front of me. Um, it was, it Which was something, it was everybody, right, everybody. <laughs> it was something that was, that was something that was a little bit different and kind of yeah. brought and them into a different, different uh, category yes. than, than and just regular beer, regular craft beer. So right. hops, I think hops for a lot of people, uh, a lot of people associate craft beer with hoppy beer and Which is don't, not and don't like hoppy beer beer That's so but i think that those are the people that are latching yeah. on to seltzers or sour right. beer or lagers or whatever it may be or the, the, these people that just ciders yeah. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of more yeah. cider drinkers too so um i don't know if it's just the availability of those other options but that trend i don't like because i like sour beers yeah. we had the margarita vibrancy from 16 lots on and that beer was so good it was so dead on. It had the right just pucker factor to it. 
fucking love that beer. Yeah. And it it was slow. And and I couldn't understand at first, you know, because I'm just looking at the quality of the liquid. And then I started looking at what's going in its place. And then what I is going in its place? The salt, the red cream soda, okay. flat out. Um, you can't you can't really keep that on tap anywhere. Everybody's right. got it. Nobody can keep it on tap. So, but I'm looking at that, and then I started doing because, like I said, I'm those deep in spreadsheets most of the time. I started going back and looking at the times that were elapsing between seltzer sales and sour sales. And again, this is very localized. This is my my right. numbers. But it seemed like when seltzer started to boom, that's when the sour started to slow down. Right there, and I had correlations, not causation. I get that too. But you know, I, I draw from a pretty steady customer base, and you know, I, I know I'm behind the bar a couple nights a week. I know my people. But you know, if you looked at a a bigger spreadsheet of of longer time. Um, I imagine you would see the same thing with 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 cider and with yeah. a, other products that have kind of filled that that niche. I right. just making that up off the top of my well, head. I could be I, wrong, guys, but I, I and I I would expect if I could see more people's numbers that it would yeah. match up as well. Just from conversations I've had with right. other people in the industry that are either in my boat or that are selling. So anyway, that's the trend that I don't like. Right, that I'm seeing that I don't like. Well, that's depressing. Keep, keep making the sours. <laughs> I will still drink I, them. I love them. They're still a core <laughs> audience for you. Well, and yeah. I, I do think that if you if you do it the right way and you sell it to the right people, there is still a huge market for sours. Well, right. I mean, I guess, you know, and I guess the flip side to that is, you know, Urban Artifact still sells really well. Right. So. Um, you got you to gotta figure out your, your place in all of this and, yeah. and then really own it. And I think a lot of places aren't necessarily doing that, too. I think that's. That's what I see is places kind of trying to latch on to these trends as they are flying by them and just trying to grab it out of the air. And it's like you just have to you almost have to ignore that a little bit and figure out who you are and then just own it and know that there is there's always a person that wants to drink. We'll say cider. There is always a cider drinker out there. If you if you want to make cider, make cider and do it well and make good cider and own it. There's a lot of good ciders out there and own it. Yes. There are a lot of good ciders. Um, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm planning on doing something this fall with uh, a combination of ciders to give people a <clears throat> to give people a representation of what they can be, kind of across the board. Where right. We go from the really sweet to the really dry, and in between, and uh, not necessarily a festival of any kind, but more of a sort of a fall takeover for different ciders and i'm not trying there's, to get wild and crazy with them there's you know? but there's there's a lot of there's really lot of very great ciders, ciders yeah. that aren't aren't crazy um we'll uh we'll wrap things up here before yeah, we're getting we're before, getting a hook over here before wayne gets loud wayne's starting to play <laughs> the music on us and yeah. um um, if you guys haven't been to casual pint like i said with that last episode we did gives you every reason that you should be here and uh just be in hamilton in general there's some really amazing things happening there's amazing things happening all over cincinnati and just get out get out to one of your local spots and if i can brag on my staff for just a a few seconds i have a team here that loves to pair up your taste with what we have on the wall so don't worry about if you recognize something or not don't worry about what your favorite is they absolutely love that challenge of this is what i like 
and then making you go, oh, yeah, that's it. Right. They, they, they love that aha moment when you take that drink and love what they gave you. So um, that is something that we are extremely passionate about as a team. And uh, I'm very, very proud of the people that I have. So, uh, you know, we talked about how good Mantry's team was. They're the second best bartending staff in the city, in the, in the <laughs> you, area. You heard so, it here first. <laughs> yeah, they're the second best. I got the best. <laughs> Get out here, have a beer, and, uh, and, uh, and, and see what this place is all about. See what Hamilton is all about, guys. Uh, no, thanks a lot for coming oh, out. Thank, really you, thank you for coming through for me and, uh, and, and sitting Always down with me over, over a couple beers. Always my pleasure. We'll be back next week and the week after. You know how it goes. I'm, I'm going on vacation this month for the first time in a very long time. We are leaving the state with the terrorists but the shows <laughs> the shows will not suffer they i've got it all mapped out it should work out perfect um should <laughs> we'll see <laughs> don't don't quote me on that um if you if you like what i do here and all of the places that i do things you can always support at the gnarly slash support it really helps a lot and um keeps my wife happy so <laughs> Um, go ahead and do that. And like I said, come come to Hamilton and drink some beer and um, tell them tell them that the gnome sent you. And yeah, I don't think it'll get you anything, but just tell them. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it'll get them a crisp high five. The voice of Sensi Craft. <laughs> <laughs>